Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Now it's raining again. Heavy. Now people can't oh, vote. Yeah. Oh, big they, rain here. They're going to be disenfranchised. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking at the radar. It's a big band coming across a lot of Southern California. I can't vote. I might get wet. Well, either that or hanging out in a wash. You've got to be careful. What you're I doing. might get wet. Then what's going to happen? It's Th- a deterrent. Then I'll have to dry myself. We're a place that doesn't get rain all that often, so oh people make goodness. a big deal of it. It's well, very exciting. I'm, I'm glad we didn't have this crowd when it came time to uh, defeat the British. Jesus. Wow, a British Revolutionary War reference. Uh, but seriously. That <laughs> what was, about Hitler and the Germans? That, I mean, you could have. That was a tough crowd. We wouldn't have been able to beat them either. The Japanese. With the Japanese, that's right. We'd lose to everybody, we'd lose to the French. Uh, we have a voter guide if you still haven't voted. I'm going to get wet. Mailed in your ballot. Uh, so you can check it out at KFIAM640.com. We're going to talk to somebody on our voter guide uh, is running for state controller. Republican Lonnie Chen is going to join us. We talked to him before the primary back in June. And uh, if he does win, he would be the first Republican to hold a statewide office position since Schwarzenegger left as governor in January of 2011. The controller is the chief fiscal officer for the state. Mm-hmm. So let's get Lan He Chen on the line. Welcome. How are you? Hey, great to be with you guys. Yeah, good to have you on again. So uh, how are you feeling? I imagine it's really nerve-wracking, huh? It's 3 o'clock on Election Day. It's, 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 it's hours before the votes come in, and then the voting, may they may be counting these votes for a week or, or a month or something. So what's it yeah, like being I mean- a guy waiting to see what happens? Well, that, that's the thing. It's like you feel like there's so much that's out of your control. And at the same time, it's like you spent the last, in my case, you know, last 16 months or whatever, trying to do everything you can. And now you realize, you know, it's kind of the, the results out of your hands. So it is a little bit nerve wracking. But at the same time, look, I feel like we've run a, a campaign that we wanted to run. We focused on all of the challenges we have as a state, the fact that we can't manage our money well, the fact that we keep sending good money after bad. And I think people want transparency and accountability. That's what I stand for. And so I'm, I'm hopeful, you know, but at this point, it's like all I can do is sit here and, I don't know, stare at my watch, I guess. Tell people <laughs> what 
what a controller does and why your philosophy would be better than your opponents. Like, what is it that you're looking to do? Because we still got five hours worth of voting left, and people, I know yeah. your race, you know this, your race is one of those races people are going to look at and say, oh, I don't know these people. I don't know what a, what a controller even does. So, so just yeah. tell them what it is that you would do and, and do differently. Well, the controller's job fundamentally is to ensure we have accountability for every single dollar we spend as a state. And interestingly enough, California is actually the only state where we cannot get access to our state's checkbook, so to speak. We can't go online and figure out how they spend the money. Even in Illinois, where they've got some former governors sitting in prison, they actually have more transparency than we have here. So the controller really is the person who can make sure that we answer questions like, where's all that money on homelessness going? Where's all the money for our public schools actually going? Why did we send $30 billion in money to fraudsters in the unemployment insurance program? So this is really kind of think of this as like our chief watchdog of our, our tax dollars. And, and how it might be different from, from my opponent? Well, the answer is pretty simple there. You know, she's part of the establishment. She's part of the same one-party monopoly that runs Sacramento. She's not interested, really, in giving us accountability. She's kind of interested in collaborating and rubber stamping whatever the other folks there do. And so I think it's that independence. I think it's my background as somebody who spent time in policy but also in business and academics. I think I've got a background. I'm coming at this from the perspective of someone who understands finance, who understands why it is that we have all this inflation going on now. I just think that the difference in our backgrounds and how we're situated, that's, that's the biggest advantage I have going into this. And it's why every single newspaper in the state of California, every single one endorsed me. Not, not happened for a Republican in like 50 years. So uh, I think the contrast is clear. Now you got the Times endorsement along with the Howard Jarvis taxpayers endorsement, which means something to us and our listeners. I think you also look at this as it's not really a, a partisan position. As controller, you're a watchdog for the taxpayers, and that's people of all parties and persuasions, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I don't think you should approach this job ideologically. And by the way, that's another point of differentiation between me and my opponent. She comes at this from the perspective of how do we make the controller's office more ideological? I think how do we make the controller's office more competent? And that's really my focus. And so, yeah, it's, it's not a partisan thing, and I haven't approached it as that. But at the end of the day, I think you do want a controller whose interests are independent from the party in power. I think it's important that you have somebody who's got a record of being able to look past party and just solve problems. And, and that's what I think I bring. Let's talk about, just as an example, the, uh, the, what is the, the unemployment payments that went out, the $30 well, billion in fraud, yeah. right, for that, for that EDD, the, the Employment Development Department. It's a terrible name for it. Really, it's the unemployment office. And during COVID, they sent out you know, hundreds of billions of dollars, massive fraud. We've heard the story. If you were a controller at the time, is there, what could you have done? Could you have done anything to stop it or done something to alert the state in the middle yeah. of it happening, something to prevent it? What kind of power, what kind of effect could you have had? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think the first thing we should have done is to throw up some red flags when we saw that there were payments going out of state, for example, that you had applications coming in from out of state, out of the country even. I mean, we now know some of that money went to Russia and China. And you would think that the state would be able to flag, for example, hey, you know, here's an application for benefits that's coming from out of state. Or, you know, here's another one, guys, coming from state prison. We ought to be able to figure out, like, what the address for San Quentin is and maybe put, like, a red flag in the system. Like, oh, hey, the guy's applying for benefits from San Quentin. Maybe that's a problem. So I, I think the, the most important thing, first of all, is, yes, at the time, we should have been able to have the technology in place 
to at least cause us to ask questions. I mean, I get it. It's a pandemic. People need their benefits, whatever. I mean, I think that's all important stuff. But at the end of the day, it's the job of the controller. Take a look at this and say, you know what? We've got to make sure we've got some systems in place to protect taxpayers, too. It's not all about just getting the benefits out of the door as quickly as we can. So the first thing is, I think, a technology issue. But the second thing is just willing to be able to to be able to call out the governor. I think the one challenge that we had during the pandemic is that nobody was ever willing to ask Gavin Newsom, like, hey, are you are, are you sure about this? Are we sure this is the right policy prescription for right now? Nobody was ever there in a position to ask those questions. And I think just having the bully pulpit, being able to ask those questions and be critical and saying, listen, what are the results we're getting for this? That certainly could have happened during the process. And at the very least, people could have been aware of the problem well before we were actually aware of it. And by the time we all did know that all this money had gone out the door, it was too late. The money was out the door. We're not getting it back. So while we'd like to think we can go claw some of that money back, the reality is we can't. It's gone. And so you have to be more vigilant when the money's going out the door. And that applies not just to the EDD program, but to lots of other programs as well. What kind of power would you have in this office besides issuing reports or doing audits? Well, I do think the audit power is important because it does allow you really to get in there and, and dig and see what's happening. But beyond that, the, the controller has a couple of extraordinary powers as well. First of all, you do have the ability, if there is spending happening that's illegal or spending that's happening in violation of state law, the controller can actually decline to make a payment. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, the legislature, you know, they're supposed to produce a balanced budget, and they didn't actually produce a balanced budget. So the, legis- the, the controller said, hey, listen, legislators, until you produce a balanced budget, I'm not paying you. I'm not paying your salary. And that got them in line real quick. Within about a week, miraculously, they produced a balanced budget. So the controller does have the ability to go in and actually say, okay, if something is happening in contravention of state law or if there's some practice that's, that's just shady, the controller can say, hey, wait a second, guys. Before I cut this check, I want some questions answered. Now, you, you can't do it all the time. You can't do it with everything. You can't just decide, hey, I don't feel like spending money on this. But you can use the power of the office in a way to protect taxpayers to make sure we're getting our money's worth. And I think that those are important things. Well, I voted for you today. And I hope everybody who hasn't voted yet will uh, will vote for you for uh, California controller. It's Lan He Chen. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. I hope you win. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. I'm the voter guy. That's right. And again. It's something, but there are no Republicans in statewide office, and it hasn't been for years. So if Lonnie Chen does pull out the controllers, at least somebody's there that might have a little different point of view, particularly protecting the taxpayers and all the ridiculous spending and That's fraud. Right. Diversity. Diver- <laughs> we do need diversity. Uh, you can win some money when we return. We have another keyword. That's the Cash Inflation Bonus Contest on KFI, AM 640, KFI, uh, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, some uh, polls will close in a couple of states, uh, 4 o'clock our time. <clears throat> These are states with some close races for the Senate or governor or something. We'll give you any results on that that begin to come in. As for California, the polls don't close until 8. And we may not know things, especially in tight races like the mayor's race, for weeks. There's weeks. already results coming in from Indiana. There- <laughs> Okay. Nothing important, but... I don't remember Indiana being in the mix as an important state. No, uh, no. Um, house races. Oh, great. It's very uh, exciting. Yeah, that's uh, very big. If the Republicans don't take control of the House, though, that would be a shocker of the night. I, the Senate th- is still yeah, kind of a yeah. question. No, it's, it's impossible for the Republicans not to win the House. It is, it is Especially impossible. after seeing the exit polls. <laughs> Woo. 
And the chart I saw last night says it all. They went back 20 years. Presidents, midterm, their approval rating, what happened with the House. Mm -hmm. And every time an approval rating like 40%, they lose a bunch of House seats. You got to take it again. Got to take it out on somebody. It is not different this time. It is not different this time, reporters at the El Segundo Times, because of abortion or the attack on Paul Pelosi and the attack on democracy of January 6th. It is not. And most of the exit polls are saying people are worked up over inflation, the economy in general. Yeah. That's what usually wins out. Yeah, you know, that is true of the Republicans and the independents. And there, there is just as many independents in the country as the two parties. Uh, but, you know, I, I've seen these polls fly by. But among Democratic voters themselves, the, the two big worries for them are abortion and guns. And democracy and inflation was down at 15 percent of being a prime issue. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, don't don't these people pay bills? <laughs> aren't aren't they paying uh, like that's right. The Democrats in this state, you're paying six dollars a gallon. I, I, I don't understand. They're so passionate for these Democrats, which means they think these people have a lot of power. Yet look at the condition of Los Angeles with massive amount of homelessness, huge increase in crime, gas at six bucks a gallon. Well, you're so revved up for these guys, you must think they matter, right? Otherwise, why would you care so much? Well, then look at look at all the look at look at the report card. Look at the measuring stick here. It's a disaster. Why do you keep voting for them again? I don't I don't understand. Well, that's to me that's a cult. It's it's a religion. It's a cult when you no longer accept. Uh, objective evidence that's right in front of your eyes. If Rick Caruso wins the L.A. mayor's race, people have finally woken up. The other thing that helped is that he had a lot of money to really incredibly raise his name recognition. That also works. Yeah, I know, but isn't isn't that crazy? You'd actually have to spend $100 million to, <laughs> to, to get to, people aware to, of who to, you are and what win, you want to do. To win a bare majority... When the conditions are what they are, it would be different if everything was normal, right? Yeah. If things were like they were even 10 years ago. But the conditions are really bad out there, and everybody says they're bad. And there was a, there was a, another story in the New York Times this morning about how in Los Angeles, everybody's in a really foul mood. Well, if everybody's in a really foul mood for the obvious reasons, then why isn't there going to be a massive change? Then what, why, why is everybody even, even bothering to vote if you're going to vote for the same tired, corrupt characters that, that, that created this mess? It's their policies that directly created this mess in Los Angeles. What I love on the national level is like nothing seems to matter because somebody wins the presidency and two years later, almost without fail at the midterms, they lose control of the House, the mm. Senate, whatever, because people always turn on the incumbent. The nation's never happy. It's always going the wrong no. way. No, no, and there's 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 because only... they're all just a bunch of idiots. Yeah, they are. And you know what? They don't really control the economy as much as you think we do. Collectively speaking, we do, and you just can't really predict where that's going to go. Although I do think you're right. Biden definitely overspent. They they handed out Trump handed out money too during yes. his last yeah, year. Yeah, he did. He did. And then Biden handed out. More money. Did you see some of the, then, the deficit spending when Trump was president? How much in the uh, red we were? That was the thing I disliked the most about him. He he, he managed it the way he managed his casinos. <laughs> right. He Always just, on the brink of bankruptcy. And, and in fact, if I remember, I think he 
wondered out loud if the country could declare bankruptcy and just get out from under all the debts. Oh, I'm pretty I sure he brought that up one day because I remember reading that everybody was aghast. It's like, no, you can't do that. That would like send all the world markets into uh, a panic. Well, he voted today. He voted for Ron DeSantis for Florida governor. You may forget that Trump actually votes in Florida. Uh, and supposedly uh, in about a week, there'll be an announcement if he's running for president. They, they had to talk him out of announcing it today. Or today, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to do that. He wanted to preempt the election coverage. Well, then clearly he's running because oh, otherwise yeah, there gonna... wouldn't be much of an announcement. No, he's going to run. He's going to run. And he's trying to intimidate DeSantis from He wants from DeSantis not to run. Yeah. So. Because he, he's afraid of DeSantis. You notice he didn't care about the other guys. He ran against 16, 17 guys last time. He didn't tell any of them not to run. DeSantis, he's telling him not to run because he's most afraid of him. Well, they've kind of been allies in the past. And there, there's a similarity in terms of yeah. what they talk about and what they believe. There's just temperaments different. I know. But there's only one job. There's, there is only one job, and uh, there are people that said that, that it could be really ugly primary fight if they do run, because Trump always has that thirty percent of Republicans that just you know they're sworn to him. Yeah, no, they're going to make this again, ugly. And again, he's created a religion. He's created his version of a political religious cult. Yeah, but you know maybe he's just he should just retire and. Yeah, I think uh, everybody over uh, seventy five off the stage. Yeah, Politico did a funny story. Well, it was about Trump and DeSantis, but it was also about um, <laughs> as Biden continues to slip, particularly people are seeing it on the campaign trail in the last few weeks. We're actually going to yeah. play, play a couple of clips later in the show of more Biden oomphs. And uh, it's everyone's thinking about 2024 in the inner White House circle. It's all they're discussing is uh, what's the opening? When does he step out? If the Democrats lose control of the House and Senate, Biden may decide late next year. That's it. He's they, not running. Nobody cares about the condition of the country. They no, just, they don't. It's all, it's, it's no, all about their future political. No. Everybody's been babbling about this midterm election for over a year. And then tomorrow starts the prattling about the presidential election in two years. That's exactly. But the actual state, well, like it's like the state of the city, the state of the state, the nation. Nobody cares. Just uh, it's all maneuvering for power. All right, when we come back, oh, we have a few minutes to uh, bring you up to date on the Harvey Weinstein trial oh, that's been going on. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we, apparently we had some rather uh, lurid testimony mm. in court from one of the accusers about uh, <laughs> Harvey's genitalia. More testicle talk. It looked like it had been chopped off and sewn back on, according mm. to one witness. Uh, but the other point that the defense is trying to make, which is worth spending a few minutes on, <laughs> These accusers came back around, got in touch with Harvey Weinstein after the alleged sex assaults. Yeah. Why would they do that? Yeah. And everybody's trying to spin that. All uh, right. More coming up. Johnny King, KFI. Deborah yes. finds it very funny when you said uh, chopped off and sewn back Oh, that's on. very sexy. That image yeah. is just wow. It must have been. It must have been a sight. Fox News exit poll says 57% of voters say that Biden does not have the mental capability to serve effectively. 57, all voters, huh? 57% of all voters, yes. No. It's not a, it's, it's a bipartisan <laughs> It's a bipartisan opinion. agreement. That's yeah. a landslide. Oh, you're he, right. It's almost 60%. It's a, it's a landslide. Americans think he's lost his mind. It's not coming back. 
And apparently the Russians are hoping the Republicans win because they want everybody at their throats in Washington, D.C. With the, the split between the White House and Congress, they think, well, they'll all be tearing each other apart. So they're rooting for that, too. <clears throat> apparently they just admitted that they did uh, interfere in U.S. elections. But... I don't know how, though. Nobody ever explains how. Facebook ads. They told you that. So what? They put out a lot of those ads that made people think that Hillary Clinton is, was... Is, is that interference? Part of Pizzagate or that... Uh, what's that? Is that really No, it's not really interference. That's more spam and there's nonsense. Like, uh, there's like 11 million ads running No, when they figure out how to hack the voting machines, then it's interference. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. No, I, I'm looking for that they changed the votes, not that they ran more ads. No, it's... Because with all the millions of ads running, how would you notice a few thousand more? I... All right, well, it's another day in the trial of Harvey Weinstein, the former big Hollywood producer, movie executive, was convicted in New York of sex assault charges, faces a long prison term there, but they dragged him out here to face uh, four Jane Doe's. We do know that Jane Doe number four is the wife of Gavin Newsom, Jennifer Seibel. She's not on the stand Yet, what we have still going on, it looks like, is Jane Doe number two. And apparently her testimony this week, it was yesterday. Well, we knew this was going to happen. The accusers were going to be asked specifics about the body of the man that they say sexually assaulted them. And this part isn't a shock because we knew this already, that he uh, his genitalia is deformed. Uh, Jane Doe number two did say it was disgusting. And it looked like it had been chopped off and sewn back on. I really didn't uh, see a, a full sack. I literally Did she just say saw, that, a full sack? I just saw a penis. <laughs> now, we've told you before that um, his testicles were implanted into his thigh. Reassigned. <laughs> Reassigned. Relocated. Relocated. It was the testicle relocation Witness program. protection. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so the prosecutor did this he wants the jury to know that these women did see this man naked at least and they can talk about uh -huh. his abnormalities right and that's what they're doing well that that again because of an infection that's why they ended up in his thigh yes mm -hmm. and the wow. prosecutor told the jury that in the opening statements they don't know how he got that infection huh no to get an infection I... where they have to remove your testicles and then put them in your thigh like what exactly? Because I want to know not to get that. They have to separate them. I mean, it sounds like gangrene. Yeah, they, I mean, when they have to separate your testicles from your from penis. The rest of your penis. It's like, well, geez, who are you sleeping with? What I found amazing about this witness, uh, Jane Doe number two, she said she was sexually assaulted at the Montage Hotel in Beverly Hills, now called the Mayborn, almost 10 years ago, February 2013. She and another woman named Claudia Salinas met Weinstein at the hotel to talk about a script. At some point during the meeting, she follows Weinstein into a hotel room where she thought what she thought was a conference room. Salinas closes the door and disappears. Jane Doe number two said, mm, I thought that was my new friend, but she's gone already. I thought that was my new friend. Oh, she's left me alone with Harvey Weinstein. Uh, you but know. What happened next is priceless. She couldn't believe how fast Weinstein took off his clothes. And suddenly I'm looking at this big guy naked. So I laughed nervously and thought, no, 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 this can't, this can't be happening kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Weinstein's response was, this is what actresses do. This is how I know you can act. 
if you perform for me. If, right. If you could feign passion for this. So me. he begins touching her. She's still dressed. If you could pretend you love my obese body with my deformed testicles. And I think what happens with his, uh, he starts touching her and she kind of resists. So then he just pleasures himself into a towel. That seems to be what he does. Or a potted plant. Kind of squinting. <laughs> oh, that was somebody else, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, oh, that, was one? that was a woman in New York, yeah. Oh, Weinstein did the potted plant? Yeah. Oh, I remember that story, but it was so long ago, I couldn't remember who the person was. He was that... all worked up and frustrated and finally left it in the potted plant. <laughs> plant immediately died. Uh, she doesn't think his hand ever touched her in any of her private parts. He did it into the towel and left. She couldn't believe it. I called my friends, got a hold of them, I messaged them. And she drew a picture of his private parts for LAPD, <laughs> which were displayed on a screen in court for jurors to see. God. That's nice. Is, that worth, is it worth being an actress to deal with this? Now, the defense side of this is trying to get these women to talk about, not all of them, but some of them, why they kept in touch with Weinstein after the alleged assault. The question goes to, well, what really happened? And did you get over it? And what, 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 what's the deal here if you continued to uh, communicate with your, your sex assault, your rapist? What is that about? Well, one of them said that she thought it was a chance to confront him years later. And that's the one, by the way, who said that it happened again after she went to confront him. Instead, uh, he made a move on her. He, he, you, uh, oh, he you, pledged himself again in front of her without her consent. Yeah. You, you, you really think that he cares if you confront him? He really had I, no control, though? Or because he got away with this for so long, it was just a routine to him. It's kind of amazing. It is. I mean, it is a, they, they put a woman in a room and close her off in like 10 seconds, and he's already grabbing her and grabbing himself, and there's no, there's no lead up? <laughs> no, I, no, it is some sort of weird psycho compulsion he has. Yeah. Like, he's, he's just got no restraint at all, and these women... Are, are just so trusting and they'll even go back to him it's 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 you know people really that's find the, each that, other don't they and that's how powerful men because people think well somebody with this much money and power in hollywood wouldn't dare I, just be a common rapist i must be interpreting okay, this wrong but think about it if if you and i when we were starting out right we had an offer of a big job let's say in los angeles we met the program director and he said, oh, come up to my hotel room. And he suddenly like dropped his pants and started massaging himself and making I, a run at us. I would laugh first. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's what guys do. Would You've we... got to be kidding me. Would we come back in a month? Well, she or... laughed too when Weinstein took off his clothes. Like, <laughs> is this candid camera? <laughs> I... I I don't know. I... I... I'm skeptical of some women sometimes about this stuff. Right. But uh, there are two. And apparently in the New York trial, they brought up the same thing and it didn't matter. He was still convicted. Uh, he, he ought to. You know what? He's one of these guys that, that there, sh there should be some kind of torture for him while he's in prison. <laughs> Not just sitting in, in prison, but oh, we should have. Some, th something horrible that he could suffer every day. Huh. Like death is too good for him. Um. No, he's not in good shape. He's only 70, and he's like, he's 90 already. So I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to, 
Hang on. All right, we got more coming up. Did the other prisoners make fun of him over his... Deformity? His his reassignment? They might. The relocation? It's very unusual. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, polls are going to start closing more than they have. A couple of states partially closed their polls this this hour. We'll talk uh, about the latest election results in the... Four o'clock hour, you'll have another chance at some money. There's a keyword that you need to obtain, and you need to find out how to enter it for your chance to win some money. Coming up around 4.20 on the John and Ken Show. Uh, yesterday, we had mentioned that the Houston Astros had a World Series victory parade. And during that parade, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz got hit. Well, at the time, we thought it was beer, hard seltzer, and the cans were full. Oh, it was full. One can missed him. The other one did hit him in the forearm, we have learned. Ah, I see. He did not need any treatment. There was no real injury. Well, he needs treatment, but... The man who threw the cans is Joseph Arcidiacono. 33 years old. He made his court appearance today. Bond of $40,000. The public defender was arguing that the aluminum cans did not meet the requirements to be considered deadly weapons. But as I mentioned, they were full. No, he you could re- uh, you could no. you could kill somebody. You throw it hard enough. Well, isn't that why when you're in stadiums, they sometimes open the cans for you so that they're not full and well, y- yeah, you can't bring in full water right, bottles. Right, but even if you buy a yeah. canned beverage, they open it. Yeah, right. So that if you try to hurl it, some of the content, I guess, would fall out. Yeah, so it's not a full blown. Heavy weapon. Is that a weapon. is that a heftier charge because he's a U.S. senator? Assault, I don't know. Deadly assault on a federal official. That doesn't. Uh, story I'm looking at doesn't say that specifically. Because the guy who whacked uh, Paul Pelosi with a hammer got a special extra charge because it was a, a family member of a uh, federal official. Uh, yeah, politician. He's got a GPS. He has to stay a thousand feet away from Ted Cruz at work and at home. And avoid making any threats against him. How many of those hard seltzers did he have? He, he's got a nose piercing. I'm looking at his mugshot. A nose piercing. He does. He's got a little ring through his nose. His <laughs> left nostril. I know what, what? What weird little decorative quirk makes you judge somebody the quickest? Decor- decorative yes. quirk. There's a lot of weird stuff that people are now displaying. In public. What's the one thing, if you see that, it's like, you don't think good thoughts? Huh. I don't know. What's to, yours? To me, it's, it's, it's nose rings that goes through the septum, you know, the middle part of the nose. Yeah, this one's not the middle. This is the side nostril. Yeah, I can't look at that. It grosses me out. All I could think of, especially if it's a, a waiter or a waitress, and they're talking food, and all I could think of, how much snot builds up on that thing during the day? Uh, like if like you sneeze, I mean, doesn't that it it it, gr- it really grosses me out? Yeah, something in the ear, yeah, you know, I can take. He so, has admitted that he was an idiot and he's sorry is all he said apparently. And he was drunk. Ted Cruz fired back, thanking for the police response, and also saying, "I should be glad that this clown who threw his white claw." Had a noodle for an arm. Because I guess the oh, that's that's the, the brand White Claw. Yes, White Claw is hard <laughs> seltzer. I saw that headline and I thought somebody else had thrown something at Cruz. 
No, it's white, white closet. <laughs> they were throwing <laughs> body parts. <or laughs> I'm not up and on it, hard seltzer. And another great story today comes from, oh, where else but Florida. Apparently at a TSA checkpoint in Florida. This is the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. And we always mock TSA agents because they probably missed a lot of dangerous stuff going through the screening devices. But they pulled the bag off the line and they wanted to take a closer look. What was inside was a raw chicken. Well, that wasn't it. Inside the raw chicken was a gun. Nice try. Somebody tried to smuggle a gun through the baggage screening station inside a raw chicken. The problem with that is the chicken's going to get attention, right? I think they put it in a plastic bag. But I guess whoever saw the outline of it just thought it was too unusual. There's no reason to try to smuggle a raw chicken. So I, w- I would think there's probably... That sounds drugs. unhealthy because yeah, it's I mean, they, you not know, refrigerated. You know the it's... guy's not cooking that, right? Exactly. It's going to be send- spending hours unrefrigerated, so he's not landing and cooking it. Because I'm sure they sell chicken, you know, down the road from wherever he's going. It's an so important I, chicken. It was the best he'd ever seen or tasted. So, he wanted to bring back home to his family. I would have guessed, I would have guessed like bags of cocaine or so- something like that. Some he, drug smuggling in there. That's what you would think. Right. Uh, and, and dare the TSA agent to stick their hand up the. All they're saying is that apparently it was an international traveler who apparently was trying to take that gun on board somewhere. And does it know that the those those machines are x-ray machines and yeah, that it's going to look like a gun inside the dead chicken? But how many times you read those stories where they test those TSA screening things no, and they miss true. so much? That's true. As you like to say, how do we know how many guys have gotten through with dangerous stuff? Yeah, but putting it in the chicken <laughs> highlights it. If I you, would say so. If you yes. hide it with a lot of other junk inside a regular suitcase, the guy is bored, right? That's how it gets through because the TSA agent's not paying attention. You look at thousands of bags going by. You can't look at each one. But all of a sudden, it's like, holy crap, that's a chicken. Well, now <laughs> you're going to notice. You're going to see the gun. So far this year... 700 guns have been found in airport security in Florida. Oh, I'm getting an emergency alert. So am I. So am I. Flash flood warning in the area until around 4.45 p.m. This is a dangerous and life-threatening situation. Oh, my God. Do not attempt to travel unless you're fleeing an area subject to flooding or undoing an evacuation. Oh, my God. My pants started vibrating. Should Mm. we stop the show and leave? Yeah. I don't know. We're four floors up, so that would be a hell of a flood if we got affected. Let's all go out. Let's have a late lunch. (laughs) Be careful when you go to the garage tonight. That could be. Oh yeah, water gushing washed in. away. Oh no. Oh, all right. Oh boy. And now, you know what? Now people are not going to vote. They should have voted beforehand. Then they we've should've. known the weather for a long time. There's four hours left, and John's right. This will deter the remaining vote. Hope it's a lot of Karen Bass people. What a shame! All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken Don't KFI go out there. You're going to be carried off. Live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.